astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. So as promised, this is part two today of Saturn moving into Pisces. So if you were able to listen to uh, the last episode that we put out on December 5th, we were discussing what Saturn and Pisces might mean for kind of us as a whole or us as a country. And we did an exercise where we went back to the last three contacts of Saturn mm-hmm. in Pisces to discuss what was going on and what type of predictions can we pull from that as to what might start to unfold as we move into 2023. Right. What, what types of things might show up in the headlines? Yeah. Uh, we, we spoke a lot about health, you know, public health, And, um, you know, the government making more of a stance or identifying disease. So, yeah, we're all kind of hanging here, hoping that it's (laughs) nothing to do with COVID. Right. Right. Yeah. So last um, week, you might have heard us talk about how Saturn in Pisces does suggest tying up endings. Uh, We, If you know the order of the Zodiac, it starts with Aries. And it ends with Pisces. So that's where we're pulling in this idea of endings. What are we completing? So today, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, and and Saturn as kind of an entity, as as an energy field, wants things ordered, wants to, so to speak, put the toys back on the shelf after you're done. It likes more structure. Well, Pisces is not a structured sign whatsoever. Right. Right. We, we joke many times about that symbol of Pisces, which is two fish tied together. But, you know, it took me a long time because not every uh, image of Pisces shows that, but they're actually tied together. And uh, they're swimming in opposite directions. So here comes Saturn into Pisces, uh, which it would every about 28, 29 years. Um, so we know this idea, this is a, a hard energy. Uh, challenging to kind of you know tie up the ends what needs to be done what what how to resolve something how to fix something right so before we get into all 12 of the signs we just want to uh, put another reminder in there that mercury does retrograde here on december 29th so that means that we are in the shadow of mercury retrograde already as of tomorrow december 13th If you want to mark your calendars, we would say mark your calendars from December 13th to February 7th to include the after shadow as well. Uh, You know, we don't like to create any sort of fear around Mercury retrograde. So we do suggest this is an excellent time to redo, to rethink, to reorganize. Of course, in the midst of the holidays, you might be thinking, I'm just in survival mode (laughs) right now. Um, So some of the 
effects of it can be delays, can be miscommunications. So we do suggest double checking appointments, backing up computers, um, and of course, always being just aware of little, I'll say upsets with the car where you think, right. oh my gosh, is the battery dead? Is it, be- is it dead? Is it not? Right. So there can be some and technical issues. Yeah, there. You know, I were, um, uh, I'm a little concerned about my computer. My computer has been acting up a little bit here in the last couple of days. And, you know, you, you wish these problems just, oh, that was just a fluky thing. But now I'm beginning to think, oh no, maybe this is an ongoing issue. So anyhow, again, yeah. that's a, that's a mercury retrograde. We had a situation like that last night where we were in the car and you know how you can see your headlights in the reflection of the car in front of you? Yes. And both me and Mikey swore that the front right light was out. Neither of us could see the reflection. Right. It's like, oh my goodness. So we get to our destination and one of us sits in the car that one gets out, the light is on. Mm. And it's like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> yeah. but we drove with our high beams on to the location because we thought we had a light out. So again, little miscommunication with the car. It all turned out to be fine, but good. Yeah. But I, 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 yeah. So I have a hard time determining if the lights are on sometimes. No. Well, yeah, I guess it was, or it was off and then it came back on. Who knows? (laughs) Right. Worse yet. Right. Yes. Okay. So let's get back to Saturn and Pisces. We are going to go through all 12 of the signs today. Um, If you are old enough, think back to 1994, to 1996, because that would have been the last time that you personally went through this energy. Um, and a lot of times the story is not going to be the same. You're 29 years older, mm. wiser, mm-hmm. more, hopefully more financially secure, more in control. Um, however, if you describe how you were feeling during that time in your life, many times you can say that same sentence over how you're feeling as we go through the next couple of years. Does that make sense? So it doesn't mean, oh, if you got a divorce in uh, 94 to 96, right. you have to get a divorce again. Right. But you could say, oh my gosh, I was moving. I was getting resettled into a new place because I had just gone through a divorce. So this time you might be saying, oh, I'm just, I'm moving. I'm getting resettled in, or I just changed jobs. So I'm getting settled back in. Yeah, the story evolves as your life evolves. So very few people, rare, it sometimes does happen where they're doing the exact same thing that happened to him then. But for the most part, it's always a variation of the story. Saturn wants to protect your future. If we want to think, give it human terms, so to speak, wants to protect, wants to make sure you're on the right path. So let's just say you had a little bit of a dead end in something. You know, Saturn may, you know, uh, open up some possibilities, uh, even, I know we all think of it as a negative, oftentimes a harsh reality, but oftentimes Saturn, particularly as we age, gets a little friendlier and opens up some opportunities to go, to go in a new direction. Absolutely. So let's jump into the signs. I um, am looking at our notes, but I'm going to start with Pisces just since we are talking about Saturn moving into Pisces. Okay. And so Saturn is moving into your sign. So you are kind of the highlight or the star of the show. Um, so it's hitting that ascendant. Um, if you have a Pisces ascendant, this would also be applicable to you. And there should be changes in how you introduce yourself. So we do suggest that either a new job, a new address, a new partner, is mandated. 
the idea that Saturn is showing up on that sector in that spot in your chart and saying, what is no longer working? And with that, if things aren't working, I think Saturn makes it very clear. <laughs> and if things are working, you say, okay, it's time to commit. So, you know, I know I just said like changes, like new job, new partner, but it could even be new way that you introduce partner. Oh, this was my boyfriend, now fiance or fiance to husband. Right. There can be a change in that status as well. It doesn't just have to mean, okay, everything changes, but we can also commit. Uh, Saturn is very decisive. So even if you say, that's not going to happen this year. I've been going back and forth for years about this. When Saturn shows up, Saturn says, okay, is it, are you in or are you out? Yeah. And sometimes people do experience it kind of as that negative, like, no, I was really happy with this job. What do you mean that you're phasing it out? You know, so yeah. sometimes it can uh, give people a feeling that, oh no, something's being taken away from me. I was depending on that. So yes, that is that brave new world, so to speak, that uh, Saturn wants to introduce you to. It's, it's time for you to move on, so to speak. Right. But you're absolutely right. I always say Pisces will be will be making some executive decisions here over this, certainly over 2023. That would be very safe to say. I think they may be making some uh, big decisions here in the next six months. Well, absolutely. So I think we met mentioned this last time as well, that Saturn is direct, meaning that Saturn is not taking any pit stops before it gets to this spot. So, you know, uh, when this happens, mom and me do operate under the idea that you're sensing the energy, right? It's, it's on its way. It's like a friend saying, Hey, I'm on my way over to the house. You're right. not going to start a project at that point. You're kind of like, okay, let me just do some little odds and ends because I want to be ready for the door when they show up. Absolutely. So next, um, I guess we'll go backwards from here, but we'll talk about um, Aries. Okay. Um, so we'll talk about Saturn um, hitting. So this is applicable for Aries or Aries rising. Saturn is activating um, that 12th house. So I this, to... go ahead. I would just say this would be excellent if we stick with that tying up endings where mm -hmm. you might be identifying unhealthy habits. Mm-hmm. There could be a great improvement on uh, the self. So um, where Pisces, where we just talk, came from, that might be very public, right? People know when you have a new house or right. a, a new job or a new spouse. Mm -hmm. The Aries energy seems a little bit more private. So this might not be something that you're necessarily going to social media and posting about because it might be more of the inner workings or the behind the scenes changes. Right. It's like knowing, uh, say there's been a change in the workplace. Okay. That's a fact that's changed now. Oh, now the Saturn in the, um, 12th for Aries, uh, would be now, okay. Now, how do I, how does this work? Uh, who, who might, who am I, I'm not feeling secure. I'm not sure I can trust this person. I haven't built my relationship up with that person. So there's a lot of, um, a feely talk, I guess, might be a way to say it, where you're second guessing, you're trying to analyze somebody else and what they're going through and how do they feel about you. Uh, so yeah, this is a harder one just even to speak about because these are all private conversations we have in our head. Right. Um, if they were going through any sort of health 
things. Um, you know, that 12th house does suggest like behind the curtain activity. So we talked about things being private, but they could be wrapping up stuff in doctor's facilities and therapist facilities where they're saying, you know, maybe this is a problem. Maybe I need help. Maybe I need guidance from a professional um, and kind of putting it to an end by seeking the, the proper help or diagnosis. Yeah, and I do want to throw in mental, emotional health as well. Matt Saturn goes into the 12th. There is, maybe it's more real. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe I do need, you know, to go to this, you know, support group. Um, you, you get, it becomes more obvious where your needs are from the mental, emotional, as well as the physical. Right. And like I mentioned with the Pisces energy before, this could be something that, oh, maybe I went to the doctor before and I tried something and it didn't work. You know, now you have Saturn on your side that I would suggest try it again, right? Saturn might provide a little bit more structure than what was going on in the chart before. Uh, For Taurus or Taurus rising, it's activating that 11th house. So this does suggest the idea of leaving a group, uh, breaking up with a team, (laughs) Um, you know, this could even be something where you're not leaving on bad terms. You're just saying the team's where they need to be right now. I can go off and do something bigger or better. So the team could still be intact, but you could be, oh, I'm managing from afar. I'm, I'm traveling while the team is still operating, uh, from, these are some great just work examples, but this could also just play into, I'm leaving that community. I'm leaving that church. I'm leaving that group of friends. They no longer serve me. I think they're getting clear pictures about where they're needed and where they're not. Another side to this is uh, the idea that you may step up within an organization. You know, I always jokingly tell people, don't miss any meetings under this energy because while you're not there, you're gonna, oh, they'll, they'll elect you as the vice president, they'll elect you as the treasurer, they're gonna assign you more responsibility within the group. So it can take some of the fun out of the group. Oh, now I have to have a report every time we meet or I have to line up the speakers. Um, so there's, a, there's another side to it. You could be changing the group, but you could also be becoming more enmeshed with the group and now, oh, I have to be more responsible for this group and I I, maybe not the most important but I would suggest to Tauruses on their in their personal life they may be moving furniture around Um, this has a very strong uh, effect on the idea of how the home is set up and many times I find clients will redefine a space they're converting a space that was a bedroom. Now it's going to be a gym or now it was an office and now it's going to be uh, the baby's bedroom. So we have this energy of redefining the space around you. And then on a deeper level, you know, maybe facing some significant issues within the family. And I'm going to go more to the family of origin, uh, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, you know, going back and, and usually some sense of concern about what's going on. Of course, health wise, that could be an obvious one, but it also could be that, you know, 
oh, we're moving grandparents out of the home into a, a different place. And so, you know, there's a lot of holding your breath under that energy. Is this going to work out? Is this a, a good choice? So there's something going back to your roots and focusing on, um, uh, you know, what's going on with the elders, basically. Okay. For Gemini or Gemini rising, this is activating their 10th house. And so this goes back to a more public change where there should be some changes around their reputation. What type of responsibility are you stepping into? Where are you feeling like you need to reprove yourself? You're, this isn't, I'll say, a snooze year. <laughs> um, I would think that they're taking on a lot of responsibility. They might feel like they're needing to step up in the absence of someone. So that could be a spouse, that could be boss, someone that's not as available. And the Gemini that's listening, right, feels like I'm stepping up in their absence. That could also be something where, oh, the roles have been reversed in this relationship where if it's a parent-child relationship, and of course the parents used to taking care of the child, the child could be saying, oh, I'm the one stepping up and taking uh, responsibility, driving them to a doctor's appointment. Oh, absolutely. This is oftentimes, again, where maybe uh, responsibility defaults to Gemini, meaning it could be somebody else's job, but they're not here. So, okay, you're going to do it. So on some level, it can be kind of a little bit of an internship, kind of forced, <laughs> you yeah. know, sometimes it's not formalized. You just kind of, you know, what needs to be done? Okay, I'll, I'll fill that in. So there can be a great sense of um, sometimes overwhelmed that all of a sudden, wow, this is taking more of my time. And I also see it not just in work, but I see it in families that families kind of in a nice sort of way, not always, but we like to think of it's a nice way, they dump their problems on your doorstep. Oh, my brother's car broke down, so I need to, you know, pick him up and drop him off for the next week while he gets the car fixed. Okay, that's someone else's problem, but all of a sudden it's causing you to take on more responsibility to get the brother to work. Mm-hmm. So be aware, I, again, I have a tendency to tell people, okay, be careful of the amount of responsibility you volunteer for, because there's going to be a whole nother section of work that shows up that you did not volunteer for. Right, right. <laughs> you know, people, and you know, I could see that I had, it. you know, when, you know, sometimes you're at your house and, you know, the doorbell rings and it's your neighbor and the neighbor needs something. You know, and all of a sudden you're getting yourself very involved in what's the neighbor's problem. Right. Again, that's a really simple, simple thing. But again, you may make commitments. Oh, I can, I'll do this for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know, and all of a sudden you're finding like, oh my God, I just created another job for myself. Yeah. For cancers or cancer rising, it's aspecting their ninth house. So this can be, um, a little challenging in regards that you might feel like you're trying to meet some higher standards. Now, sometimes that can be excellent where you are, you're taking things to the next standard, but I would think other times, maybe you are the one that's advocating for that higher standard. And that can be frustrating mm -hmm. if not everyone is on that same page. So can it can work in two ways. Are you trying to prove yourself? Are you trying to pass the test? Are you trying to get certified licensed? 
or are you trying to hold other people to those standards? Again, I, I think I used the word internship already, but an internship makes sense here that you're kind of the new kid, you're stepping in, you want to make a good impression. Maybe you chose the uh, your wardrobe carefully that day because you're trying to project yourself as being a part of this circle or a part of this elite group. So there can be some, uh, what do we call it, fake it till you make it energy mm -hmm. where you yeah. position yourself. I'm going to put a tie on. I'm going to wear a dress today. So you are doing things that may sound artificial on some level, but the idea is you are trying to meet the standard, meet the standard here. And when we talked about tying up endings, you know, especially for cancers, there could be some sort of long belief that they've held that they are discarding. And I just want to give an example where, you know, you might as a child think when I grow up, I'm never going to get a divorce. Right. Mm -hmm. And you put that in your head and mm -hmm. that's just a standard that you live by that. I mean, religion could put that on you as well, but <laughs> you're holding yourself too. And then maybe you get older and realize, oh my gosh, I didn't know anything about <laughs> why people get divorced. I will, I now could see myself as someone that would do that. Or maybe I am someone that has done that. So I've that's what a, I mean about taking a lifelong belief, something that you've held yourself to and feeling like I no longer subscribe to that. Yeah, I, I've seen a number of clients have to work around um, uh, maybe, you know, be be in a group that is dominantly of one faith or dominantly of one culture, and they are not. And this idea of, you know, having to, and again, I'm going to use this word carefully, to tolerate, to be open-minded, like not that you don't have the freedom to go, oh, well, I don't believe that. You know, no, you're, there's is an environment more where you have to go, oh, hmm, that's interesting. You know, uh, so this it's kind of the ambassador energy. You're around people that are not quite thinking the way you are, which is what you were trying to say, I think. And so now you have to, uh, you know, you don't have the luxury of just tuning them out. Right. Because it was a collective goal. Right. I, I would like to throw one thing in. If cancers are undertaking legal matters, there would be a little bit of a problem area. Uh, it's great if cancers are undertaking something that they need to protect themselves. It would be great. So um, sometimes we file certain paperwork uh, so that we're in a better tax position or we... Uh, uh, do some transaction of some sort to protect ourselves financially. Those are good. But if you're actually, no, I'm in court. I'm you, that this could be a very challenging energy. Okay. Particularly if you're guilty. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because this one, uh, Saturn won't be as kind to you. Right. For Leo's or Leo rising, it's uh, affecting the eighth house and so this does suggest uh, large focuses on money. So whether you're cleaning up debt, maybe you're consolidating debt, uh, this would be a great one to apply for loans. I do suggest this is paperwork that you need a signature for it. Mm -hmm. So this isn't just, oh, I got a, a dollar raise at work. This is larger monies um, and can even be, I'm going to say confidential money transactions where 
again, we're not going to Facebook. We're not saying, oh, I took out um, a life insurance policy on myself. You know, we're not necessarily publicizing what we're doing with money. Uh, so it's great for investing. It can be great even just for small things like I'm closing that bank account. I'm moving my money over to this one because I get, you know, I don't know, 1% back. So big focus on the money side of things. Um, but also when we talk about that cleaning up, you know, they could be doing this in the body as well, where they're just detoxing. Absolutely. I was going to add that for some, I'm sure some Leos out there may be concerned about what's going on with partners, income or shared income. So this could be a story where a partner is going to quit their job or they're, they're threatened. Maybe they're going to lose their job. There could be some <clears throat> over concern about what's going on with, you know, somebody else's money that directly impacts you, your money. Um, and again, that could suggest, you know, partner uh, maybe checking up on their spending habits, uh, maybe putting more, um, well, having a stronger opinion about how they're managing their money, um, how much money they're spending on golf or whatever. Um, so again, that's part of that picture of monies but we might, they might have a tendency to get specifically in what's going on with partner and their money. Yeah. For Virgos or Virgo rising, this is aspecting the seventh house. And so this also puts focus on partners or relationships. So you could be uh, concerned about what partner is doing uh, because there could be a change in their status. Um, and I would think you might even get a little bit more we'll use the word like discriminative about who you are allowing into your life. So if you are saying, oh, I don't have a partner, I'm in the dating world, this can be very, uh, you can be making some very firm statements. Um, and it's funny because I just heard a, one of my Virgo friends say something like this, like, I'm just dating for money, right? No more of what I've been putting up with in the past. And mm -hmm. there was some joking there, but I, I did take her seriously that I do think that maybe some of the stuff that she was tolerating in the past, she's saying no longer. Very interesting. Um, I think that Saturn hitting the seventh for the Virgos can also make them more um, wanting to be seen. Now, particularly the older Definitely. I can't say this maybe applies to a 20-year-old or maybe a, not even a 30-year-old, but above that, Saturn hitting that seventh house is like, it's kind of like I'm officially out. I, I, this is who I officially am. This is so you could find yourself in different social situations. You could find yourself relating. Uh, and again, I would say more honestly to who you are um, and, you know, what, what your interests are. So, you know, again, someone might question someone, why are you going to that club? You know, you usually go to this type and now you're going to that. Well, it would be like being honest. This is who I really am. I'm going to find my people that here rather than that other place. So it's a little bit of a discriminating energy, which you've already touched on, but uh, there is some clarity. And sometimes this can be certainly in the work field where you can get pushed out. You can kind of get pushed out and have to, uh, again, 
go out and speak on behalf of the company do you know be more of a um, what's the word the face of something and it's dutiful it's a, it's dutiful is it, is it fun 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 no there's some representation energy going on there yeah for Libras or Libra Risings, this is highlighting the sixth house, which puts a large focus on work and health. So naturally, we talk about Saturn being, uh, you know, the adulting energy or the responsibility energy. So when it comes into that sixth house of work, we usually suggest you're going to be abiding by some new rules, some new protocols, or some restructuring around the workplace. So that does not mean that we have to completely change jobs, but you know that could be, oh, there's a new principal coming in, right? And there, I know that some things are going to change from the way that it used to be last year. This could be a reorganization of the company where the company is bought out. And again, new rules kind of coming down the pipe that I can't work in the capacity that I did for the, as in the same capacity that I did the last few months. Another side to that is um, leapers are going to get more sensitive to where they're not being recognized. Um, maybe I should this way, where they're being minimized or where someone's taking them for granted, where there's inequity. Somebody has done little or nothing and they seem to be getting all the attention and you're the one that did the massive amount of work. Now, this just sounds like jealousy initially, but it, it's identifying some core discrimination that's happening within the organization. So everyone's work all of a sudden is not equal. So just be aware uh, that can cause um, um, grumbling, I guess might be the word grumbling. Yep. Because then you start questioning, well, if you know, wow, do I continue working this hard or giving this much or do I just dial back because it makes no difference? So you can see it kind of goes in dangerous ways there about how you can be feeling about the work environment. Um, it is great if there's a side project, if there's anything with writing, uh, think of paper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, screens, of course, as well. But the idea is very good for doing something in great detail. Yeah. For Scorpios or Scorpio rising, it's highlighting the fifth house. And so this would suggest some changes around uh, your social life. Um, or I talk about the platform a lot when I talk about the fifth house, the idea of how are you showing up? Um, so that can be, I'm presenting myself in a new way. I have new prices. I have a new website. Um, and also it puts a focus on children and legacy. So you might be very concerned about uh, what type of legacy am I leaving? How will my work continue uh, once I retire? Um, I think there could be some fun in here as well, though. Well, I'll tell you what, it was, a. am a Scorpio. So my story, if I go back to 94 to 96, was um, I was very much aware I was in the management of a, and I knew that the office was going to get phased out, that it was going to get closed down. And I had like a, mm, probably a year and a half, maybe two years notice on that. I could kind of, they said it to me kind of between the lines. So I said to Bill at the time, I said, you know, Bill, we need to go out and get a bigger house now because we look good on paper. I don't know what's going to happen. 
when this phase, when they phase out the office. So let's look for a house now. So that's what we did. We went out, we bought a house and uh, we, then we were in that house one year and um, um, you know, yeah, the, the job changed, it closed out and I took the money that I got. I knew that there would be a buyout basically. And uh, I used it to launch the astrology, <clears throat> even though I'd been in astrology up to that point, that I got super serious that this was going to work. I'm going to do this. So again, how does that tie into this fifth house? It's who you are. The fifth house is you, you as Mr. Sun. <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what area are you shining in in life? Who are you? And not necessarily your job, but your passion. Where is your passion at in life? So here comes Saturn for Scorpios. And so the idea in case you are doing something that you're not passionate about, good chance you may see the window, you may see the path to take. You know, I already kind of knew that buyout was coming. And so I said, let's get the house, right? And then we'll get the buyout. And then I can have a cushion as I, you know, uh, get very serious about being a full-time astrologer. Yeah. So, I mean, and that plays in very nicely with that idea of a platform because you're, you know, you did show up in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. And they're probably that legacy. You probably thought as you were creating uh, some of those initial works that, okay, this can live on, you know, who else could benefit from this information? Oh, you know what? And I do remember when it comes to children, because this is a big one about the children. I remember, I remember we were driving down Eastern Avenue and we were at a stoplight and I said, Kate, our lives are about ready to change. I said, I apologize, you know, in advance because we may not have, and I don't know how he said it applies to cash flow. I don't know how I was talking to you at that point, but we may not have as much money to spend on fun things and things like that, but it's going to be fine and you're always going to be taken care of. And I said that, you know, you're sitting in the, in the passenger seat. I don't know what you were thinking. You, I know you just looked at it like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, you didn't, you weren't upset. Like you may, am I going to get toys at Christmas? Am I going to get this or that? But I just had to lay it out to you because, you know, I just knew that this was going to work. I just didn't know how tight it might be. Right. I do not recall that conversation, but yeah. like a tearjerker now hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, for Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising, this is highlighting the fourth house in the chart. So it does put a big focus on the home and on the family. So this one I do think is maybe one of the more emotional mm. um, placements out of um, uh, that your story got us right ready for this one. Um, <laughs> uh, more like the emotional side of it, because it can be a little bit more personal. Many of the other ones that we talked about, it's like, oh, something's happening to partner or, oh, work is going through changes. But this one can, you might feel the changes, you know, right directly in the home or within that family unit. So there can be a great need to uh, reconnect to the past. There can be a sense of, I, you know, I need to go back to the, 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 the city that I was born in. Right. And when you do that, you you see all sorts of stuff, right? You go down memory lane of that's where I went to high school or uh, that's where I went to prom. Um, and you see old faces as well. And that can stir up a lot of emotion. This could also just yeah, be- I, I hate to dwell on it, but you know, this is oftentimes going back with some sense of duty. Hmm, so yeah. yes, it's because I'm going back because um, 
uh, I'm attending a memorial service. You know, so that's a sense of duty. I'm going back and with a kind of a heavy heart going back in time. But there's, again, a zillion other stories where you could be going back to help a parent out, to give them some assistance and something they're going through, something the family is. So it does get serious. It definitely takes you back down memory lane, and that's where the emotion starts coming up. Um, but it also can literally represent, you know, uh, this idea of separating from someone. Again, not necessarily, um, I'm not talking divorce here, but the idea is um, <clears throat> I'm dropping them out of my social circle. We're not seeing them anymore. Again, for some of us, we have a, what we call adopted family, right? People that have been with us a long time, you know, and, uh, and, and all of a sudden things happen where, oh, we're not seeing that person anymore. Right. If you're thinking of moving, of course, this would be an excellent energy, this next two-year two window that we're opening here. Um, and naturally, when we move and we pack the house, we go down memory lane, right? We're opening up boxes. What's in here? We're discarding. We're making decisions. Should I keep this? Should I not? So that can also be, if you're thinking of moving, that could eat up a lot of that energy. Um, for Capricorns or Capricorn rising, this is highlighting the third house. And this puts a big focus on proving yourself. And with that, this energy can feel like you're juggling a lot of things. <laughs> so it does put a big flux in regards to your routine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a great energy for if you want to start a, a side hustle. Oh, yeah, this is supporting that because you've got duality, you've got you've got multiple things going on in your life. So starting a side hustle, side business, yeah, that would make sense. Or even a second job. Absolutely. Um, and when we talk about proving yourself, that can be quite literally through licensing, um, applications, uh, accreditations, where you're you know having to take a test to say, yes, I can do this, I'm qualified. But sometimes that can be because you're entering a new field and you're, you know, you feel like I'm the newbie. So I have to show what I can do. I need to prove my talents. Um, the third house can also bring some concern around siblings or at, I'm going to say neighborhood. So you might be very concerned or aware, I'll say, of what's going on in the neighborhood. Very proactively, you might be saying, I'm joining the HOA because I want to know what's going on. Uh, but this could also be something where you pull into the neighborhood and you see some tagging or graffiti and you're saying... <laughs> I don't know if yeah. if I'm enjoying this neighborhood as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, and again, that can be just, again, small storylines, but I think there's a heightened awareness around that and that close environment. Uh, this energy uh, for Capricorns is really good as well if they're going to take on a walking regimen, you know, where they're going to walk five miles a day. Um, so anything where there's hitting the gym, where we're going to do a lot of repetitious moves, Oh, you could be very determined under this. Absolutely. And successful. Yes. And then last, we're going to talk about Aquarius or Aquarius rising, aspecting that second house. And so this puts a big focus on what you value and what and your resources. So this is an excellent time to find a new way to make money or to discover talents. Um, I I'm an Aquarius myself. Um, this would have taken me back to like the fourth to sixth grade. And um, I got really into beading 
at the time. And uh, we had a neighbor who worked at Macy's, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how she got away with it, thinking back at it. But um, I don't know either. (laughs) She would bring like samples of jewelry home from Macy's over to our house Mm -hmm. (laughs) out in the cul-de-sac and show me what was like trending um, at Macy's and then, you know, be like, ask me if I could replicate it. It would give me inspiration, I guess I would say, you know, and we didn't have like cameras back then. So I was just taking a look at it and going back to my room and then recreating these pieces of jewelry. And she did that a couple times where she would um, bring over these pieces of jewelry that she thought maybe you can recreate this. What was amazing is she saw, she saw some of the work you had done. And again, I I want to make it clear, this isn't what you normally think of beading a fourth grader might be doing. This was wiring. You really were very good with the wire aspect and and handling the tools. You were doing some very sophisticated pieces. And uh, she saw the talent in you. That's how I would say it. Somehow you had shown her what you were doing and she's going, oh my gosh. She goes, and that's when she started bringing you these beautiful, expensive pieces of jewelry and and using, hopefully that you could, you know, be inspired. And I can't remember, I think she bought a few of the pieces then as well. So it was a way of you discovering talents. I mean, you had to be shocked. I mean, I know we were shocked that a neighbor woman's coming over and discussing what type of jewelry she wants made and what colors and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't remember being too shocked, but now looking back at it, yes, I'm shocked. For the age, it was, it was, you were beyond, you were way beyond, uh, you know, your skills that you were showing. This is, didn't, didn't sound like a, you know, a fifth grader. Right. So finding new ways to make money, discovering talents. Um, also like we talked about with that eighth house energy, there can also be a, a focus on just where your money's at. Um, like what's in each account again, even going back to 94 to 96, I do have memories of going to the bank and, you know, learning about CDs, um, opening a say, uh, I think a checking or not checking account savings account. So there can be no matter what the age is where you're learning about that next, I'm going to say level of security. So again, whether you're saying, okay, I'm going to feel comfortable once I get this amount in the bank account, or I'll feel more comfortable once I do X, Y, Z, that you might be putting some goals in for yourself around money or resources. Anything to add before we close out today? No, just remember, it's time to tie up loose ends. And, and we could, you could apply that in many ways beyond what we shared this morning, but you just, this would be oftentimes causing you just to, you know, take that last step, you know, something, what, what's the, what's the one thing that you've been procrastinating about this energy will aid, assist, abet this idea of cleaning up things that just need to be their, their final one more thing needs to be done and they can be packed away or maybe just taking it to the curb, just very simple ways. But uh, if there is some great value in learning to go with the season and the season right now is with Saturn and Pisces is start wrapping things up. Absolutely. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Next week, we will be discussing Capricorn season. So um, have a wonderful week and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care. 
Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.